Hello and welcome to Who Is She, a podcast sharing the voice I wish I had in my 20s and navigating how to thrive in your 30s. I'm your host, Danielle, and I'm so glad you're here. This is a safe space to talk through all the in-between moments, consider different perspectives, and ultimately go for the life we want to live. Get comfortable and let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Who Is She podcast. Um, I'm late. I'm late uploading this episode. Uh, and all I can say is that your girl's trying. Okay. So doing the best I can and I'm trying to balance. Um, and I actually wanted to just give you guys like a personal update with, you know, how I've been feeling and stuff. Um, you guys see the stuff that I post online but you don't see everything and it's nothing crazy, nothing serious. It's just that I feel like I'm at two ends of the spectrum here where I feel like I know there's a bunch of change that's about to happen. I have my goals planned out. I have the next 12 months of my life planned out. Um, you can go check out my video on TikTok and Instagram of my 12-month plan where I wrote down all my dreams, all my goals, and then wrote down specific instructions and then put those instructions on specific days in the year. So I literally have my next 12 months planned. And I did a little vlog of it. So if you want to do it too, you can. There's an ad going out that's um, pushing this like 12 month, it's like a huge 12 month calendar. And it's basically the same thing. I just did it for free. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just taking the methodologies of all the New Year's resolutions, goal setting, all of that, that I've seen and putting it into one thing that I think will work for me. And relatively, in terms of success and um, growth and my career with social media, everything's going great. Um, personally, I am filing for boundaries while I'm navigating this, meaning, and I shared this with, um, one of my friends on the phone today, um, but I struggled to do like daily tasks this week. Like I had dishes piling up. I didn't do my laundry for weeks. I, there was just stuff everywhere and I'm a clean girl meaning everything will be technically clean. It won't be dirty, but I'm a messy girl. And so, and then when it, when things get messy, it like compounds and it makes it even harder for me to do it because it feels bigger than it actually is. And the funny part about it is when I actually start to do those tasks, when I do the dishes, when I do the laundry, I don't love the laundry, but like the dishes, for example, I actually like doing dishes. So it's interesting. There's just a bit of resistance going on there. But anyway, I'm tying this in. What I am saying is that I I have a mind where I cannot turn it off for social media. Like I think about video concepts all day long naturally. It's just, and I think this has to do with passion. I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate about storytelling, about communicating, about how if you edit something a certain way, it might retain attention or resonate more with someone. So anyway, I had all these tasks pile up and I found myself putting them off because I knew that it would make a good reset vlog 
And I wanted to make sure that when I could shoot the vlog, I would feel ready to do the whole thing and edit it. And I wasn't ready to do that. And so I just put off these tasks. And I'm telling you all this to um, humanize myself. You guys come to me primarily for big sister advice, but I I struggle with all the same things that you do. Um, but what I try to do is tell you everything I learn. So anyway, that was my update. It's We're better now. The laundry has been started. The dishes are done. I might have one or two dishes in the sink, but primarily done. Um, also, I listened to a podcast episode this week um, from Mel Robbins, who has become my icon. <laughs> um, I see her as a, kind of the way that you guys might see me as like an older mentor um, and kind of maybe the next evolution of the direction that I want to go. She like her sole purpose is to um, explore the juice and the magic of life and relate to people and connect the dots and tell people the best ways to live the happiest life. And um, anyway, I listened to a podcast from her that was totally revolutionary about basic things. And it was, um, I forgot what it's called, um, but in the title, it'll say something about dishes. And it's like uh, basically a way to reframe the way you think about daily tasks to get you to do them more often or, or better. And one of the things they talked about is that we punish ourselves for not getting things done but the funny part about that is, is that they're, they're cycles. They're not done or not done. For example, the dishes are a cycle. The laundry is a cycle. Technically, there's always going to be something that needs to get done or clean. And a quote that stood out uh, for me was one way to think about this was, I didn't sign up for myself or my family to never have a dirty dish. I signed up to have clean ones available. So in that sense, um, it's sort of alleviating the mindset that you're failing because you're not finishing these tasks that are technically never done. Anyway, so there's our intro. I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about today, but I had a bank of ideas that I created long, long ago, and uh, this was actually sourced from an Instagram reply to one of those question boxes where I said, what do you want me to talk about? Um, so when I post those, definitely uh, put in your submissions because even if I don't hit it right, right away, it, you know, this is where I'm pulling this from. And the submission was life-changing lifestyle changes. So things to do or change in your life for the better. And a subtitle to this is ins and outs for 2024. And as I was typing this out, second part of the subtitle is a tough love pep talk. Um, I'm not going to do a traditional ins and outs list because um, I literally couldn't come up with anything superficial for the list. Like, for example, out, Uggs are out and, I don't know, regular boots are in. I couldn't think of things like that. Um, but I did think of a lot of um, internal things. And it's really in line with the kind of content that you guys, the primary kind of content that you guys like from me. But, and I just have some general notes, so I'm going to like 
I wrote down my list and then I'm going to speak on those things and I'm going to do the in and the out at the same time. So it's almost like a, this is the way we used to think. This is the way we're going to think now. And some of this is going to be tough love and I'm going to be talking to you like I'm talking to myself or talking to a friend. So some of these things are going to sting. Okay. But I love you and I'm saying it because you will be the better for it. Okay. So first out and in for 2024, uh, feedback loops or mindless scrolling. So I kind of call the mindless scrolling for myself a feedback loop because since I've been posting content, I've been super hyper-focused on the analytics behind it. So I watch how things are performing. I have stopped looking at comments for reasons that you guys know about, um, but I find myself in what I call a feedback loop, which is just constantly monitoring how what I'm putting out is performing and it's not good. It's not doing me any good because it's not going to perform any better or worse by me watching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and if you don't put out content, if you're not a content creator, you I'm sure you can definitely relate to the mindless scrolling um, concept. And I don't think it's helpful for me to be like, we're going to just stop doing this. So here's what we're going to do instead. Every time you or I find ourselves stuck in mindless scrolling or a feedback loop, you're going to ask yourself two questions. You're going to say, is this helpful helpful for me? And it might be helpful to say it out loud. And then you're going to say, what could I be doing instead that would be beneficial for me? And then you're going to think about that and then you're going to count to three and then you're going to go. Similar to how Mel Robbins <laughs> wakes up every morning. She doesn't want to get out of bed, but she counts to five and then she does it. So that's what we're going to try. Um, so instead of our mindless scrolling, we are going to spend our time more wisely doing things that actually benefit us. And that doesn't mean that everything has to be productive. It just means instead of mindless scrolling, maybe watching a heartwarming movie where you're actually mentally stimulated or reading a book or doing something productive. I don't know. But whatever you know is beneficial to you, that's the point here. So that's what we're going to do instead. And that's what's in is spending our time doing things that benefit us. The next uh, out for 2024 is waiting for others to tell us or show us our value. Imagine if you and me could just see our full value without any external input and operate from that point. And I think that my personal opinion, and this is my podcast, so I'm going to say it, you got to have a source of where your value comes from. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm a successful person. I know I'm a nice person. And those things are valuable. But my value comes from how God made me. Because I know that God made me intentionally. He made me this way for a reason. And therefore, I have so much inherent value that nothing or no one going around me can change that. 
And so I don't know where you are um, in terms of your belief system. And I'm not pushing anything on you. But I'm saying having a source that no one else can touch and no one else can change that is your definition of why you are valuable is a game changer. Okay? So again, because I know what God says about me and I know that there is no one else like me because God designed me that way, I am so valuable. And so it's operating. The in for 2024 is operating from that point rather than waiting for someone to respond to me a certain way or whether or not, I don't know, someone thinks I'm good enough or pretty enough to ask on a date or whatever. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that we understand where our value comes from and operate from that point. Okay. Charlie, my dog, is snoring right next to me. Last time I said this on the podcast, you couldn't hear it at all, but I just, I'm paranoid that you can. So if you hear it, that's what it is. All right. Next thing. Next out for 2024 is waiting for things to be perfect to pursue passion. This is where some tough love is going to come into play. You are waiting for things to be perfect because you're afraid. You're waiting for things to be perfect because you're afraid. You're afraid of, what if I actually can't do this? What if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not smart enough? What if I fail? You're not waiting for things to be perfect. It's an excuse because you're afraid. And because we know that we're valuable and because we have faith in ourselves and trust ourselves, we have the ability to go forward and pursue that passion. We have the ability to do it without having all the information. You're never going to know everything about everything. Do it and do it afraid. Okay? Love you. Sorry. Next out for 2024 is bad mental personal report cards. And what I mean by this is if we didn't get everything in our to-do list done that day, this to-do list that we came up with in our mind where no one is dying if it doesn't get completed, and yet we go to sleep at night and feel like a failure despite everything we did do because everything didn't get done. We are throwing that out the window. Of course, we want to get our goals accomplished and um, accomplish everything and do everything. But it's just not possible. And it's not benefiting you to shame yourself. Think about that. If it was beneficial for you to shame yourself into doing things, don't you think it would have changed you by now? I'm feeling spicy. It's not, it's not going to help. There's a level of accountability, I understand, with saying, hey, I didn't get all this stuff done today, but it's dragging yourself in the mud and forgetting about everything you did do. So we are only celebrating what we did well and then taking the things that we didn't do and knowing that we can add them to our list tomorrow and that tomorrow is a new day. Okay? That's the end. 
All right. The next one, next out for 2024 is procrastinating on health. I have a bump on my neck. I'm pretty positive it's a cyst. There's no need for concern. But it has gotten to the point where um, she's visible to the naked eye. <laughs> if you look at my, you know, that little, um, that cave on the top of your neck, right above your sternum, there's like a little growth growing there. And uh, I had a, I've had it for years and it's gotten to the point where you could probably draw a smiley face on it. And so uh, I've been putting that off and I should probably get that checked out. I also have been putting off going to the dermatologist, which is literally stupid because if I want to improve my skin, you go to a doctor, you go to a dermatologist. This is another thing where it's like, I'm not even afraid of going and seeing a doctor. It's just that I don't want to do it, but I don't have a reason for not wanting to do it. And I know it will benefit me. And the same thing for you. I don't know what it is in terms of health that you've been putting off. Even if it's something that's more proactive, right? It's like maybe you've, the dermatologist keeps coming to mind. Maybe the dermatologist is something that you've always thought about, but you never really had terrible skin, but it might be nice for you. It's a proactive approach to your health. Another thing um, that I've been putting off is I have recurring shoulder dislocations. My shoulder comes all the way out of the socket. It's probably happened, I don't know, 15 times in the last six years. And um, it's not getting better. It'll just fall right out if I move the wrong way. And if I keep putting this off, I know that later in life, it will be just bad news bears for me. So we're not procrastinating on health anymore. We're going to take a proactive approach to our health. And the in is advocating for your own health. I also have bladder issues and it just feels like the most difficult thing to get help for because I've had all the tests, I've done all the things, and I'm dismissed. Um, but I have a lot of information readily available at my fingertips via the internet. Um, I also have this community where when I have posted a couple of times about what I experience, um, you guys give me great resources. So um, it's not just advocating for your health in a traditional medical sense by going to the traditional doctor, but like knowing that you have lots of options. You have alternative medicine. You have different types of therapy. You have literally the internet to get more information or more resources. Okay, so we're going to be proactive about our health. Health. I kind of already mentioned this, but I'm just going to drill it home. Another out for 2024 is fear. We're going to stop being afraid. I heard on some podcasts, I've been a big podcast girly this last week. But if you think about the times in your life where you had the most fun or you felt the most fulfilled, it was probably during a time in your life where you were doing a lot of new things. And I think that this is this makes so much sense because when you do new things, you have to be alert and really, really take in and experience what's going on around you. Whereas if you're going through, you know, the everyday schedule of your life and things don't change, you can kind of go into autopilot and then life starts to feel a little mundane. And so if we take that methodology and we apply it forward to our fear about things that we dream about, 
doing but are too afraid to do it. Just imagine how fulfilled, probably exhausted too, because you're, you know, expending a lot of energy. You're also um, receiving a lot. Um, But I'm a firm, firm believer of being afraid and doing it anyway. Being afraid and doing it anyway, not having, not being perfect at something and trying anyway, learning as you go. And maybe you need to break down your fear. Maybe you need to talk through or journal about it. That would be something I would highly encourage our community here. So you, listener, little sister, love you. I want you to take this homework assignment. I want you to write down fear. And I want you to write down everything according to your dreams that you're afraid of. And then I want you to walk through the why. Why is it? And peel back that onion and start to think about those things. And then try to process that. Try to see, is this logical? Do I really believe this if I can't come up with a reason? Is I just am afraid a good enough answer for you? And then do with that what you will. All right. The next out for 2024 is the, quote, I'll be alone forever or there are no good slash hot guys out there mindsets. Okay. I am telling you the second you switch that off, truly switch it off, not just say, okay, I'll go along with it and pretend that I believe. No. When you get on board with the mindset, let me adjust here. When you get on board with adjusting your mindset and truly believe that you will find a partner and that there, there's not just one good hot guy out there for you, but there are a, an ocean of options for you. That's when things change. I had a little experience I want to share with you um, where I needed to get groceries yesterday. And usually what I do is I Instacart because it's convenient and I can. And that means that I don't even need to leave my house and that's that. But then I thought, what am I robbing myself of, like the general life experience, by not going to the grocery store? Sounds silly, but just roll with me. And I said, okay, fine. I will go to the grocery store. But then I looked at myself and I said, you know, I got sweats on. I really haven't put myself together in this moment, which is hence why I would do the Instacart. What am I saying about myself if I present myself this way? And this will be controversial, but I'm just going to say it's my own opinion. Don't come for me. If I were to run into my husband right now at the grocery store, is the way that I'm showing up something that would be attractive? Not just physically, but like, does this girl take care of herself or what's going on here? And then I thought, fine, I will, I'll just pop to the grocery store by my house. And then I thought, well, I've been to that grocery store. I've been to that grocery store over and over and over again. And he's not there. I promise you he's not there. And I'm not going to the grocery store specifically to meet men. But I was like, if I'm committing myself to go to the grocery store, and if I'm going to make an effort, I'm going to go downtown. So instead of going to my grocery store two minutes away, I spent 10 minutes in the car and I drove downtown to a Whole Foods 
downtown San Jose, which, um, I'm not saying that there is a, um, crazy rush of hot men there. I'm just saying, logically, I was like, an urban city is probably more populated with single attractive men in my demographic age range, you know, than the suburbs, which is where I live. And lo and behold, guess how many hot men I saw that looked about 30 to me? Three. Three of them. Just going to the grocery store. All this to say, you change your mindset and you put yourself in situations that you might not normally do, everything's going to change. You want more on this? Uh, More on sort of interacting with men, how to get approached, how to get hit on? It's our top listen to episode. It's episode number two. And it's titled, Why You're Not Getting Hit On and What You Can Do About It. So go pop over there. All right. The next out for 2024 is unhappiness coupled with stagnancy. I'm going to say this because I love you. You can no longer complain about the things in your life that you don't like if you're not doing anything about it. This is something that really grinds my gears because, and I talked about this in the How to Live Your Dream Life episode, I see so many people passive-aggressively posting things online about their careers and their jobs being exhausting and unrewarding and all that kind of stuff, and yet they're still doing them. There's no one that says you must commit to this job for the rest of your life. That doesn't exist. That's a fallacy that you have grown in your mind. And this doesn't just have to do with your job. There are other things that um, that you can be unhappy about. There are things that might feel, and I, and I want to say this with empathy, I understand that being in a relationship, especially if you've invested time and energy, um, maybe years of your, of your life, um, that it's not as simple as okay, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that if you do nothing and you are accepting everything as is, you are accepting your unhappiness. There are things that you can do. There are changes that you can make. And maybe it's just baby steps every day. But I want you to really take a look at yourself Take a look at your life. Take a look at the things that make you unhappy. And then look at what are you doing to change them. Maybe this means expressing more of your needs. Maybe this means going to therapy. Maybe this means taking one class on something you're interested in. Because you're maybe thinking that you don't want to do your job forever. And just to have it as an option doesn't mean you're quitting your job tomorrow. It just means that you're actually doing something. And guess what? When you do those little baby steps, I want you to, because I believe you're going to do it. I have so much hope in you and faith in you that you're going to do these things. 
When you do these things, I want you to like really hone in on how it made you feel. And then I want you to know, coming from your big sister here, that that could be your whole life. That feeling of going for purpose and passion or things that really interest you or replacing things that don't serve you anymore, you have full license over the definition of your life, okay? So out is unhappiness coupled with stagnancy. In is recognizing our unhappinesses. Is that a word? And then doing something about it. All right. The next out of 2024, believing the lie of vanity on social media and unfortunately falling prey to what it's intended to do, which is spending your money. Okay. I'm talking to 24-year-old Danielle. I'm 31 now, but I'm talking to her as well as you. Stop buying the skincare of the girls who have perfect skin. And I know you're going to say, well, how did they get the perfect skin? Listen. The front end of the video goes so fast that we miss it every single time. But I don't trust someone else's skincare plan because they have perfect skin. And this is why. If you don't have my skin, if you haven't experienced the challenges that I've experienced, specifically hormonal acne, I have very fair skin, so my skin ages quickly. I have hyperpigmentation because innately I have freckles. I am not going to um, buy all the products of someone who has an exact opposite skin type than myself. It just doesn't make any sense. This applies to every single product. And I'm telling you this as an influencer. And I'm telling, okay, the next, next part's going to hurt, okay? And I'm saying this to 24-year-old Danielle as well as you. So just rock with me. I love you. Buying the bikini doesn't give you the body. We fall for it every time. We think that if I get this, I'll look like this and therefore I'll feel like that. And I'm telling you, that's a lie. We got to work on feeling that way without the external input. You can't buy your way into happiness, okay? That workout set is not going to give you the body. You know what will give you the body is a healthy routine. And the healthy routine is designed by you and maybe a dietitian and a trainer. And maybe you get inspired by things on social media and maybe you save workouts that you want to try and make your own. But it's 2024 and we're not going to believe that if we buy the thing, it's going to give us the feeling. Okay? Even the calendar, the 12-month calendar that I did, that thing, that idea came from a calendar that I almost bought. I don't know how much it is. It's either like 30 or 80 to 30 to 80 dollars. And it's genius because it makes people think that they can buy their way into success. It makes people think that they can buy this calendar 
and magically everything that they want for the next 12 months will come true. It's genius marketing, and that's what applies to every single product. But buying the calendar doesn't do the steps that it takes to get those things accomplished. That's up to me. So it's an internal thing versus thinking that the product is going to get the, get us there. And I'm not saying, I feel like I have to have a disclaimer for everything because I don't want people to come for me, but I'm not saying to not buy the product. I'm just saying, just know that the product isn't going to solve all your problems. Okay, love you. The next out for 2024 is being too afraid to ask for things that make you comfortable without explaining why. I'm going to say that again. Being too afraid to ask for things that would make you more comfortable. Oh, I'm sorry. With explanation. This is what I mean. Um, For some reason, let's say I get in an Uber. When I used to get in an Uber, I would feel so terrible for asking to turn on the air conditioning that I wouldn't even if it was blasting hot in there I would just sit there and sweat and in reality to this uber driver whose job it is to get me to my destination preferably comfortably so they can get a high rating this is literally their job asking for the air to be turned on is such an uh a small thing to that oh sure They don't even think twice. Imagine if someone asked you to turn the air conditioning on in your car. It's like, oh yeah, here you go. But for some reason, we think that our comfort is last priority. And this isn't, um, this isn't just obviously an air conditioning thing, but, uh, maybe there, I'm trying to think of other examples. Maybe plans are being made. Okay. Maybe plans are being made and to you it's very inconvenient, right? And I'm just going to come up with a scenario. Susie wants to go with Jackie to this barbecue. And so the plan is to meet up with Susie and Jackie at Jackie's house. But Jackie's house is 20 minutes in the opposite direction of where you're going, right? And your house is on the other side. So it would be super inconvenient. But you don't want to ruin the the fun, the party, the togetherness. And so what have you been doing? You just suck it up and you go and you make the extra time and it's really inconvenient for you. And it would just be a lot easier and a lot happier for your own psyche and your mental health to meet them at the barbecue. What I'm saying is you have the ability to ask for the air conditioning or say, I'm so excited to see you guys. I'll meet you guys at the barbecue without having to explain why. You can if you want, but it's not owed. You don't don't owe someone an explanation for your own comfort. It's your time. It's your life. And so we are taking ownership over our own comfort. A couple ways practically to do this is saying, would you mind if, would it be possible if, Or like I said, you can go straight into saying, I'm going to do this. Or if you're asking for changes from someone else, maybe it's can you or can we. But I'm saying you can ask for it, okay? The next out is obsessing over our bodies. We are not going to do it anymore. 
When I was in my early and mid-20s, my body was one of the top things I thought about. It was one of the most important things. And I think that that's probably why I posted, I never posted anything like scandalous or risque or anything. But the, the why behind my social media usage was I wanted validation on my body because it was so important to me for all the wrong reasons. And this is, this is quite a topic, okay? And I'm not going to just say stop obsessing over your body that's out for 2024. Love yourself that's in for 2024, which is true. That's the in and out. But, and I think there's a whole episode here, but some practical ways to do this that I actually got from the point that I was to where I am now, where I genuinely love my body. I don't obsess over it. And when I do look at myself in the mirror, I'm like, hmm, she's cute. And I want that for you too. This is my podcast. I'm going to say what I did. This is my opinion. Don't come for me. I need you to stop looking in the mirror to look at yourself. If you're such, if you're so at the point where you've, you, you look at yourself and you hate what you see, stop looking. Stop looking and start doing the things that are healthy for your body internally and externally. So instead of looking at the mirror constantly and picking apart ourselves, we're going to use that time to either research things that will make us feel better. This isn't just like diet and exercise. Maybe this is therapy so that your relationship with your physical self, you can understand where that came from and how to change it. Maybe it is physical. Maybe you are, maybe you grab uh, some resources for understanding the components of nutrition. I think a lot of us, I was guilty of this for a long time. I had no idea what a macro was. I had no idea what calories were. And yet I still wanted to change what I looked like. But how do you, how do you do that without any information? So maybe we spend this time educating ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves in order to love what we look like, okay? So what I did is I I did a purge of social media. I unfollowed. I had to break up with the Kardashians for a while. Um, And I still get triggered because, you know, obviously they're beautiful and they have this modern-day Marilyn Monroe thing that's unachievable because we all know what actually happens there, okay? And unless I were to decide to do those things too, I will never look like that. I also unfollowed everyone that had a different body type. It's the same thing with the skin. I will never have wide hips. So why am I following all these girls with wide hips? There's no amount of working out that's going to get me there. Okay. And so the only thing it's doing is making me want something that I will never have. And so therefore, because I can't deal with that, I removed it from my mental diet. And then I stopped obsessing in the mirror. I stopped spending time looking at myself, literally just looking at myself in the mirror. And I focused my time elsewhere. And over time, if you work to improve yourself in whatever way is most appropriate for you, as well as cleaning up your mental diet, 
I promise you, your relationship with your physical self will change. And it might not be overnight, but it is something that will happen. Next one is related. 2024 out is filters. I've been telling you guys this for years. Filters will kill your self-esteem. Here's why. Let's say every time you opened your camera, I don't know why the Kardashians are coming to mind. Think about who you think is super attractive. I think the Kardashians are attractive. I think Megan Fox is attractive. I think um, Scarlett Johansson, whoever, I don't care. Pick someone. Pretend that every time you open your camera, their face actually showed up on your face. And now pretend, okay, pretend that happens for like a year. And then pretend all of a sudden that switches and you open your camera and it's you. And you're shocked because you're not used to seeing that. It's the same thing. I have a whole year of my life, whole year, I think it was 2017, that is entirely filtered. Everything, every photo I have, every video I have has a filter on it. And I will never get those moments back. I'll never get those photos back. It's also crap quality if you want to be real about it, especially if you want to be a content creator. Quality in terms of um, resolution of the camera, because a lot of filters are super smoothing. Um, There's like software stuff that happens that uh, reduces the video quality of content that has filters on it. It's no good. None of it is good. The only thing it does is give you that temporary high that you look the way that society tells you you think you want to look. Not the way that you've always wanted to look because you always want to look a certain way because society tells you that. Because if we didn't have that barometer, that wouldn't be what you were going for anyway. And so I encourage you that if you're going to show up either online or just in your personal life, even if it's just, especially if it's just personal content, let's say you're taking photos with friends or at an event or videos of, you know, going out to dinner and doing the girly pop thing that we all love to do. Stop putting a filter on it. Why are you doing that? You are beautiful just the way you are. Stop. I don't know what else I can say about this. It makes me angry. I love you. Okay. The next out for 2024 is having no plans or being booked shut with things that we don't actually want to do or like. This is heavy, okay? If you are so happy with having no plans and that's your reality, okay, this doesn't apply to you, okay? But I think a lot of times, sometimes we fall into like, uh, I I haven't had plans for weeks and poor me and, you know, I wish someone would just ask me to do something. And this is a tough love thing. I'm going to ask you how good of a friend have you been to people around you? I'm going to come back to that. And how social have you been? It is not other people's responsibility to fill your calendar. And actually, tough love, that's a selfish mindset. 
It is selfish to expect other people to fill your time and then just sit there and pretend that you have no responsibility over it. And it's every, that's a victim mindset. Tough love, I'm telling you. And I'm telling you this as someone who was like that. I sat there and I wondered, mm, mid-20s, I wondered why no one asked me to do anything. No one was reaching out to me. Why me? I'm nice. But then I realized that I was a really terrible friend. When was the last time I reached out to one of my friends without motive? That's the part, okay? Without motive. What that means is, when was the last time you reached out to someone purely to ask how they were doing without asking anything from them? It's not, hey, how are you doing? Oh, are you free on Thursday? Because when you're asking, are you free on Thursday, you're asking for their time. Okay? I'm telling you the first step in filling your plans is to be a good friend. And if you be a good friend, which is being there for people without expectation of reciprocity, your calendar is about to fill up. I promise you, do this for a month, okay? And a a tip on this that really changed everything for me in my late 20s is every time you think about someone, if it's possible, I don't know what your life is like, what your schedule, your work, your kids, whatever. But if it's possible and that person comes to mind, send them a quick text right then. Don't say, oh, I should text them later. Text them right now. Hey, thinking about you, I hope you're doing well. Or hey, I'm thinking about you, how are you doing? And leave it at that. And then by the time you're free next, they've responded to you because who doesn't like talking about themselves? And then you have a conversation about how they're doing, about what they told you. Okay? And you just you just do that for a month. Just be a good friend for a month and I promise you your calendar is going to fill up. The other opposite end of this is being booked shut with things that we actually don't want to do or don't like. And I relate to this from my early 20s because I remember having the realization that 80% of my time was focused on work and I didn't work a crazy job. It's just I understand the life of a nine to five, not just being a nine to five, it's like a seven to seven because you have to factor in time you're getting ready and the travel time and the travel time back and, you know, something happens after work or whatever. And so it just feels like you wake up and you work all day and then you go home. And again, I'm not saying that to quit your job and that it's easy to just completely change your life. I'm just saying, this is again relating back to you have power and autonomy over what you're doing, what you're participating in, what job you have, what career you're on, the path that you're on, who you involve. And so if you hate If you hate what you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep and it feels like the experiences in your life that you do enjoy are way less common than the ones that you don't, I'm saying start thinking about how you can change it. Okay. I feel like I haven't said an in for the last few, but you guys get the point, right? It's always the opposite. Okay. 2024 out is saying, wouldn't it be cool if, and not doing anything about it? This is sort of a flip of 
the last one as well as the fear one. But we are not going to be watching our dreams from the distance in 2024. If you can't go for your dreams, you're going to at least learn about them. I encourage you tonight, another homework piece if this resonates with you, is a thing that you've always been curious about. The thing that you say, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this? You're going to Google it tonight. And here's why. I bet you, you don't have all the information. I bet you that this dream has been a dream that you've uh, put on a pedestal for so long that it feels actually farther away than it really is. And so by Googling it and getting some information on it, you're doing two things. You're bringing that pedestal down closer to you and you're planting a seed of inception in your mind, okay? When you plant things in your brain, just like your mental diet on social media, they don't have any other option than to come forward in some other way. And maybe that just means that in the next conversation you have, you say something along the lines of, yeah, I looked this up this week and I just, I really like it. And then guess what happens from there? It's another seed and you're watering those seeds and then it comes forward. This is an easy way to make things that you dream about more accessible. Learn about them. Talk about them. Maybe then you get the courage to take a step towards them, okay? But an out is saying, wouldn't it be cool and not doing anything about it? An in is learning about it. Okay, next one, out for 2024 is absentmindedly consuming music that is planting unwanted seeds. I'm telling you, the type of music that you listen to dictates your mood subconsciously. It dictates how you think about yourself it dictates how you relate to other people. I'm going to give you an example. I'm a pop girly, okay? I love pop. And I'm not talking about popular music on the radio. I'm talking about pop music as the genre, okay? I'm talking about Dream Street. I'm talking about play. I'm talking about Bewitched. I'm talking about, um, what are some other ones? Zara Larson. Um, I'm blanking here, but you get the idea. I'm a pop girl. Boy bands, okay? I also like modern, like pop electric, electronic music, not EDM. It's a, there's a difference. Um, but anyway, a lot of these pieces of music are love related and a lot of them have undertones of pining for someone or unhealthy relationships because let's face it, that's where a lot of music comes from. Okay. But guess how I related to men and guess how I showed up in interactions with men and guess how I valued myself when it came to interacting with a man. I showed up like I was in one of those pop songs. I'm going to let that sink in. If you are struggling with your mood, mood I encourage you to look, look at the list or listen Look at the music that you're listening to. Um, another one that I just can't stand is I cannot stand a modern rap that has no purpose other than swearing. And I sound like such a Karen right now, but it's true. Other than swearing or demeaning women, I used to be in the clubs, okay? And I'm not talking like crazy. I'm just saying, you know, I went out in my early 20s. 
And I would just be astounded. I'd be dancing and I'd be astounded at the women that were mouthing these lyrics. I don't F with you, you little, I don't F with you. What? Are we kidding? Why would, would you say that to your friend? No. Anyway, it devalue. There are things that devalue you. There are things that uh, devalue your worth, whether that be how you interact with others or how you see yourself, that are being planted in your mind based on the music you listen to. So, the out is absentmindedly consuming that, and the in is being intentional with the type of music we listen to. And you can actually search, just as a resource, you can search for uh, playlists on, um, at, at least on Spotify, that have themes that you want to listen to. For example, you can search happy music, and it will only come up with playlists that have happy songs, okay? So we're not using the excuse of, well, I just don't know what to listen to. You have a search bar, search in that search bar, okay? The next out for 2024 is all or nothing attitudes when it comes to anything, tasks, mental health, pursuing goals. We're going to stop thinking that we have to do it all or nothing at all. And actually, that, that's the epitome of what's out in 2024, okay? Small baby steps are actually what should be making us feel like we've accomplished everything. How do we do that? Well, the next time you have some sort of task, whether it be like my big challenge this week, which was basic tasks like the dishes and the laundry, you start a load, that is a huge gold star in your mind. And you say to yourself, I did it. The cycle isn't done. You haven't completed the laundry, but you started it. And that's the win. And I think that if we start this practice of throwing the all or nothing attitude out the window, in very easy everyday life situations, it'll be easier to put it forward towards those things that we're working on. So, you know, if you dream of having a completely different life, maybe you're doing all the steps that I've outlined in different episodes, whether that be in my 12-month calendar um, for your goal setting and achievements and everything that, you know, you're dreaming for, or whether it be maybe just brainstorming the changes that you want to make this year. But you've got this full list and you look at it and it just feels overwhelming. Well, if we apply this attitude of if I take a step, that is that's a hundred percent success. That's an A plus. Okay. So we're taking out all or nothing attitudes. That's the out for 2024. And the in for 2024 is you have reached a hundred percent completion when you do one thing. Okay. And of course, that extends forward to you don't just do one thing and stop, but one thing per day. All right. Let's see. Okay, I think it's also worth it. I wrote down tasks, mental health, and pursuing goals. This all or nothing that I'm saying is out is applicable to everything. So maybe that has to do with your mental health. Maybe you've been really struggling with your mental health lately and you know the steps that'll work for you and it involves multiple things that you'll need to do 
But thinking about that holistically, like it feels way too big to do everything all at once. So maybe you do one thing today to help your mental health. Maybe, maybe what that means is just for like five minutes, you put everything down, you close your eyes and you take the deepest, deepest breaths you've ever taken. And that's your success for today. Okay. hundred percent completion. And maybe that makes it feel easier for you to then do something the next day that's on that list to help your mental health. Okay. But it's not all or nothing. It's not, I got to find a therapist, schedule with a therapist. If you're on medication, it's figuring out what, what the dosage is or getting the prescription or picking it up or what, it's all blah, 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 blah. It's all this stuff and it gets to be a lot. Okay. You're going to do one thing and you're going to feel fully accomplished for doing that one thing today. And then tomorrow you're going to do that again. And then these little seeds are going to be planted and watered and you'll have progressed farther than if we had an all or nothing attitude. All right. Next out for 2024 is limiting beliefs of self. And what I mean by this is that voice in your head that says, and maybe it doesn't like directly speak to you, but it's an ingrained belief or disbelief in yourself that says, I can't possibly X, Y, Z, or I couldn't possibly be good at this. I couldn't possibly learn this. There's no, I'm not good enough to be this or do this. I'm not smart enough to be able to retain this information and learn this new skill. That is an out for 2024. In 2024, we are saying, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. I don't know if I'm going to be good at it, but I'm interested in it. So I owe it to myself to try. And then you're going to try it. But that voice in your head, we're kicking her out. All right. I've had this even still being the way I am and how goal-oriented and driven and motivated I am, I have dealt with this my whole life and I have called it an excuse for not going for things or doing things or learning things because, well, I'm just going to focus in on what I'm good at. And I get that there's a strength to that. You don't want to be like spreading yourself too thin. But if you've thought about something for years and the only reason you're not going for it is because of that little voice in your head, that's where we're going to kick her out. Okay. That's out for 2024. All right. The last one, the last out for 2024 is the DIY attitude. If you've repeatedly tried things alone and it always fails. There is a reason that in the olden days, there was a community aspect of life, everyday life, not just to raise children, but to have a functioning society. There was a community aspect. They also did, there's a really interesting show that I watched a few months ago. Um, It's called Blue Zones. And what it is, is this guy found the most populated areas of centurions, which are people that exceed 100 years old. So he found the places on earth that have the 
most centurions by population, which is not a very common thing. And he studied the different cultures and what they did and what might aid to their long life. And then he put the data together and came up with some conclusions globally as a human species, um, what might prolong your life to be a centurion, have a fulfilled, happy life, etc. And one of those things was a community aspect. Every single population that he studied in which in these blue zones that had these centurions, they had a community aspect. And the, the community aspect feeds forward to so many different things. It feeds forward to your general mental state, your emotional state, um, how successful you are. So when I wrote this down, all of that didn't super come to mind, but it did as I was speaking. But what really did come to mind was I feel like so many of us have wanted certain things for a long time and we start them and we, we, we blink and then all of a sudden, I don't know what's happened. It's been three weeks and I haven't even thought about that thing or I, I know that I haven't done that thing and I've made no progress. And I'm going to use an example. I'm not calling anybody out and saying it with love. This is like an hour straight of tough love. This is a prime example of this is if you have been trying to lose weight for years and you start and you feel great and then something happens and you stop and you're right back in the same place that you were. 2024 is going to be the year that you're going to get help. Okay. And only you know exactly what that means. But a really good start to that would be to Invest in a trainer slash dietitian. I would research people in your area that aren't just personal trainers, but also can write you a meal plan. Um, and this is just an example of the overall out of the DIY attitude, trying to do something yourself that has repeatedly not worked alone. So we're just going to go forward with this example. But if you've tried to get on the workout wagon and you do it for a few weeks and then it and then you just stop. Something happens and life happens. And I'm not blaming you. I'm saying you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to get what you want because you're not surrounding yourself with a tool that you need. Okay? And maybe that also means for this example specifically, we're just thinking about the toolbox that you don't have, that you the DIY is preventing you to have. Maybe you think you know generally how to eat healthy, but you have no idea the concept of nutrition, okay? You don't know about caloric intake. You don't know about um, your metabolic rate in terms of what you burn in a, in a day based on your stats, your height, your weight, your age, your activity level. You don't know anything about this. So either you're going to have this be a component of the person that you bring in or you're going to learn about it and apply it. And maybe you you know that you've tried this before. You've tried to learn and for some reason, it's just not sticking or you're, you don't understand. Um, 
Maybe that means that you search for a meal prep service in the area or uh, there's a place called Lean Feast and they do, it's like a Chipotle style restaurant, but it is um, meal prep. So maybe you, you use a food service as well. So you're going to get the help that you wouldn't otherwise have if you just did it alone. And we just use this as an example. This isn't pointed at anyone specific. But you know what I mean? If you've tried something over and over and over again, or you've thought about something and you, you've never started, maybe this is the year that you need to get help on that thing. Okay? It's not just for weight loss. It's for anything else. Whew, big breath, everyone. I feel like I just, like, scolded you and hugged you for an hour. <laughs> Thank you for joining. The last thing I want to say here is I wasn't expecting this episode to be, I think this is one of the best ones. And I wasn't, it was kind of off the cuff. I had some notes here, but if you, if you thought about someone during this episode, I highly encourage you to either directly send it to it. If you go to the episode on Spotify or Apple, there'll be a share button. It's the one with an arrow and you just say copy link and you can text it to someone. Or if you feel like that's a little bit on the nose and we don't want to upset anybody, which I totally understand, I would encourage you to do the same thing where you copy this link um, and then you share it to your Instagram story. And I promise you, if you do that, the person that you, that you want to listen to this will probably look it up or go to the link. Okay. And it's sort of an indirect way of getting all of the benefits that you may have felt you gotten from this episode. And on a personally selfish note, I love seeing when you, it's so wild to me to see, like, I see you guys listening to this in your cars. I see my picture on your, like, um, what's it called? Where the car play is, the little screen in your cars. Um, and that is just so crazy to me. You guys are making my dreams come true. So I also love, make sure you tag me. So I, I, cause I won't see it unless you do. So tag me on there so I can see it and then, um, and share it with the people that you think it might help. Okay. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. I'm going to have some big updates for you guys next week, hopefully. (laughs) And I'll talk to you later. Bye. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and share with your friends. Even if you want to like screenshot this and tag me on Instagram and I'll repost you on my story, I would so appreciate it. Word of mouth from your friends is the most powerful way to share something of value. So if you could do that for me, I'd love you forever. Okay. Love you. Bye.